Have you ever wondered why some people are very very cutting in their speech, very sharp in their speech, some people are very soft and tender, some people are very analytical, some people are very fierce, some people are very fixed ideas. Look at the one to six points that I mentioned there. Welcome to my channel folks. What am I talking about? I'm talking about nakshatras nature. Every nakshatra, every one of these 27 constellations of Vedic astrology <coughs> have a nature in and of themselves. Okay, so that's what we are talking about in this one. Makes it very complicated. Isn't it? Look at that pie chart over there. The pie has become multicolored, and I have layered many concentric circles over here, right from the innermost being the zodiac, which is earth wind fire water okay the orange one is red the innermost starting from the circle of 1 to 12 orange is fire um, brown is earth green is air and uh, blue is water and then we move to the outer one which is the devgana manushyagana which i have spoken of in the earlier series and then we come to the second last the this band which i'm pointing to right now which is to do with Sattva, Rajas and Tamas Nakshatra which I spoke about in the previous one and the outermost one which is the nature of the Nakshatra whether it is swift, whether it is fierce, whether it is fixed, whether it's movable, whether it is sharp or sharp and soft and whether it is soft. Okay, These are the Nakshatra. Now for those listening in the podcast, YouTube channel is a must from now on. Okay, All these things you have to follow the YouTube channel. I'm sorry but just listening to it won't cut it. Follow the link in the description box and it will take you to the playlist and you can watch them. <clears throat> so, what is this swift and fierce and what do these mean? This is typically used by astrologers in determining the time to begin a task. Okay, what kind of tasks typically used for that application, that part of it. For example, the swift nakshatras, which are Ashwini, the orange ones, follow the outermost band, the Ashwini, Pushya and Hasta nakshatra. These are the swift ones, three of them. Are beneficial in trade, sales, sensual activities, acquisition of knowledge, fine arts, skilled labor and medical treatment. In a sense, whatever you want quick results for is swift nakshatra. When the moon is transiting over these nakshatras, it will give you that kind of result. Because these constellations themselves carry a particular signature of energy, so to speak. Okay, that's what we are talking about here. The nature of nakshatras. So the swift ones are used if you want swift results. Okay, the fierce ones are destructive. So you should always use even the destructive powers of the universe for something good for example if you want to remove some bad habits or you want to cut off some old enemies from your life whatever you do around those when moon is over those nakshatras the fierce ones which are the fierce ones bharani is the fierce one there you see the top one maga is the fierce one <coughs> purva falguni is the fierce one then uh, purva ashada is the fierce one and uh, which is the other one, last one, Purva Bhadrapada is the fierce one. <coughs> My throat here. So, the fierce one is also used for 
good of whatever you want to remove the bad stuff from your life. The fixed one is for stability, permanence or little movement, wherever you need stability in life. For example, you want a new job or you want to buy a house, you want it pretty much stable in your life, right? So you will want to do that when moon is passing over the fixed nakshatras. In this case being Rohini, the first one over there, let me point my mouse so it will be easier. <coughs> because you can't really read these. So Rohini is a green one. That's the dark green one we are talking about. That's one of them. The next one is Uttrafalguni. Sorry. Yeah, Uttrafalguni Nakshatra. Purvafalguni Uttrafalguni. Yes, Uttrafalguni is the next. Uttrashada is the next. Uttrapadrapada is next. Okay. These dark green ones are the ones which have more stable. You need stability of things. So people buy properties or real estate or their homes in this period. When moon is transiting over nakshatra. Remember, nakshatras, the 27 constellations of the moon are basically all the energies that these constellations provide when moon is transiting over those. That's how the Vedic astrologers use it. And moon transits over every nakshatra every day. That's how it covers 27 and a half day, one and odd days. That's how it makes 30 days of the month, right? When it is movable nakshatra, it's good for a travel, a career change or a change of residence. Which are the movable nakshatras? See that, the light blue ones over there. The light blue ones being Punarvasu, Hasta, sorry, Swati, yeah. And these three over here which is Shravana Nakshatra, Dhanishtha and Shatapesha. These are all movable. So if you want a change of career, if you want to make travel plans, if you want to have a change of job, these are the kind of um, when moon is transiting over those light blue ones, it's a good time to make it. That's how astrologers use it. The sharp ones are typically best avoided for anything, in my opinion. Success in acts of separation or impassioned focus. I have deleted anything that is not to be told on a public platform like this. Okay, so sharp nakshatras, just ignore it. I won't even go through it. The soft ones are good ones. Which are the soft ones? They are good for making friends. They are good for marriages, forming marriages, partnerships. They are good for sexual union and enjoyment. Which are these six? The soft, the last, the purple ones. The soft nakshatras are Mrigashira, starting from, we are going, you know, beginning from Aries, etc. So Mrigashira, which falls in half in Taurus, half in Gemini. It's ruled by Mars. That's the soft nakshatra. It's a good one. Chitra is another one. Then comes Anuradha is another one. And the last one is Revati nakshatra there in Pisces. So these purple nakshatras which you see in the outermost band, when moon is transiting or going over these, whichever day that happens to be in a month, of course in a month it will cover all of them. In one month, moon will cover all of these 27 nakshatras, one per day, right? So this is typically used for that. However, I would also like to add here, and that's the reason why I have covered even tamas nakshatras you see here, which is the second band after the nature of nakshatras and Devgana, Manushagana, Rakshatra. The Ganas group also I have covered here. And so is the fire signs, air signs. Okay. Why have I covered this multi-colored 
concentric circles you might ask okay the reason being not only do these are these used for you know which activity is favorable when moon is transiting over what but it also gives the inherent nature of the person are you an ocd kind of person are you too quick to act I, if you are born under the swift nakshatras you'd be very very quick and hasty to act because of the moon compulsion that it provides over that nakshatra if your birth moon nakshatra is in one of these you will have those tendencies birth moon nakshatra in your natal chart if the moon is occupying any one of those 1 to 6 and as is shown here and along with the lordships of those planets which you see over here suppose you take the entire pie of leo starting from number 5 over here it's ruled by it's a fire sign ruled by sun it's it's got two nakshatras of magha and purva falguni which is one is rakshasa gana and one is manusha gana and then it goes on to tamas and rajasik and then it goes on to being a very fierce sign that's why leo people are very fierce in their nature you see and so on so forth you can go on analyzing all the 1 to 27 nakshatras through the zodiacs and where the planets are placed to give the person's nature if you want to understand your family your spouse your mother your father your brother your sister your children if you want to understand why a person is any one of those six which all of us fall into one or the other or a combination of them and especially so if multiple planets of a personal nature which are the personal planets the sun the moon rahu and ketu north and south node of the moon venus mars mercury these are all personal planets if the personal planets are deposited in one or more they become very obvious these nakshatra energies carry 1 to 6 will carry for every person the degrees will vary the kind of propensity will vary for example if mercury is in a fierce nakshatra communication will become harsh fierce and if the mercury is in a fierce nakshatra in the house of in 10th house it becomes that their speech will be harsh at the place of work you see what i'm saying you see you can take it to any area if mercury is in a fierce nakshatra but in the second house you will have a fierce speech but at home not so much in the workplace see every person is different when it comes to where they are acting which area of life are they with the home and family are they at the home are they in their workplace with their children with their career house number 2 house number 5 house number 4 house number 10 so where it appears also matters this is the way you analyze it and this can be very useful even for that not just the popular way of pop astrology vedic astrology which is being used out there no oh, i'll buy a house when the moon is over the fixed nakshatras which gives me stability i don't have to keep selling that or it won't go into litigation if you go and buy a house which is strongly advised by you know vedic astrologers in india for example over krura or fierce nakshatras it can go into litigation you see how you buy a real estate and it goes into litigation or you can't do that or you can't do this and that or you lose mortgage payments you don't do that right you use the correct energies of the universe for whatever activities you are planning and obviously that makes sense it makes obvious sense for anyone but the deeper level of it is understanding human nature also 
you can use it for that as well as use it for this okay right folks i think i'll stop with that but learn to analyze it like this take your birth chart plots either from any website there are thousands of websites now with giving vedic charts plot your vedic style chart and check out how this makes sense to you use your own discernment i always advise that don't take whatever i'm saying for truth don't take what anybody is saying anything as truth do your own analysis that's the reason why i'm putting all this information out always 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 do your own analysis there's plenty of misinformation out there then information even on vedic astrology even my vedic astrologers by the way without naming who they are just analyze them i've just captured the information as is from many many different sources okay thankful to all of them obviously and i'll keep going forward on this till we come to the case studies we got two more or three more to go to finish the basic of all these nakshatras and then i will bring them all together in case studies so keep watching like share and subscribe to my channel from podcast from everywhere wherever you are just stumbled upon take care be safe have a good day